You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Focused on leadership, culture, and building a team. Here's your host, Evan Silver. All right, so today in my um, upstairs studio, I have a good friend of mine. Um, He has been a mentor to me over the years. He was my campus pastor at New Spring Greenville when I was there. And if it wasn't for him and his wife, um, I don't know if our lives, I think, would be completely different right now. Him and his wife um, foster. You guys are still fostering, right? We do, man. I think we're going to do that forever. But yeah, we, <laughs> we actually just reactivated our license again to bring some other kids in. But uh, yeah, so we have a house full. So that could change on a daily basis. Honestly. Yeah, it really can. So you guys pushed us to foster and we did and now we have adopted um, two children through foster care but um, he means the world to me David thank David Nassim thanks for being here today my pleasure man I'm looking forward to it man I have missed hanging out with you and glad to get to answer some questions and tell the real truth about Evan Silver <laughs> <laughs> we're getting the band back together I tell you what man yeah you get Will Matt and Joe Let, and- let's do it anytime I'm in <laughs> Give us a little um, snapshot because your life has been in the past. When did you start Engage Real Estate? Yep. So September 1st of 2017. Now, 2017. A, that's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. Two wow. and a half years now approaching three years. So sometimes it feels like 20 years and sometimes it feels like it was just yesterday. You were in real estate and then you came to full-time ministry and went back to real estate. Yep. Kind of give me like, what was the thought process during all of that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out the thought process of what I was thinking. But it's funny, I got into real estate in 1993 and was literally skipping my senior year classes to go show houses because um, none of the places that wanted to hire me were too impressed with my 2.2 GPA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So uh, I said, I better figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And one guy just said, you know, you may be good at real estate. Why don't you try that? So I would I would skip class and they gave me my degree and uh, just went for it, man. I didn't quite know what, what I was doing, but did that for several years. And then in 2010, uh, closed the company. I thought for good and was going into this new role at New Spring and, uh, Right after about six years or so, uh, at being at New Spring, I felt like there was a new season coming for me. And then right at seven years, I stepped off staff. Like I said, August 31st, 2017, September 1st, I stepped into a Starbucks with a laptop and a dream and a vision and hoping that I could feed my family yeah. <laughs> moving forward. So. Yeah. And uh, just so some of our listeners don't know anything about New Spring Church, um, how... What was the, do you remember like the highest number that you were a campus pastor? Over? Yeah, there was, uh, we were reaching right at 6,000 uh, people or so on larger Sundays, but we were averaging at least about 5,000 people per Sunday, which is a lot of dang people. Yeah. yeah. And that was load in, load out. It was load in, load out. I've, honestly, I never checked this, but I believe that we were the largest load in, load out campus in the United States, that was a portable type campus. So. I heard that too. I don't know how to fact check that, but it sounds really good. So we're just going to go with it that we <laughs> were. That, that we were. Yeah, yeah, let's just yeah. say that we were. How about that? The housing market in Greenville, South Carolina, one to ten, ten being hot, one being like 
dull like yeah what's it at right well the good thing about greenville because i lived through 2008 and 9 where you know the recession hit and everybody was losing their jobs and greenville got hit but not as bad as everybody else did and so i saw all that happen of course all that's been going on lately with covid and everything has altered some things but it's the busiest that I've ever been in my career in real estate right now. And other people that I've talked to attorneys and, you know, people that we do business with on a daily basis, I've all said that they're extremely busy right now. So we'll take it, man. So it's really good right now. Yeah. That's what I've heard, but it's great to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what I want to talk about today is building a team. Yep. Um, it's something that's so important. Um, you have to put a lot of focus toward it. Obviously, as a salon owner, we are constantly building the team. So you said when you went from New Spring, um, you went to a coffee shop. And it was just you. And I remember you would come in, you would drop in um, to the office, and you were just, I mean, I think you might have said it one time, it's like, you just miss yeah. working around people. Yep. And so you start building a team. What was that? What was the process like? Did you have to get certain things in order before you started building a team? What was your dream? Kind of explain that. Good, great question. So I think, you know, one of the things that I tell leaders all the time or entrepreneurs, uh, maybe someone listening to this is wanting to start their own business or their own salon or whatever, own real estate company. And one of the things that uh, is really required of a leader or an entrepreneur is you must have that uh, willingness to go alone but you can't stay alone. Big deal. Mm, Here's what this means is like, you've got to be the one that kind of um, works at Starbucks or works wherever from your, from your bonus room or whatever. And there's going to be times where you're going to be lonely. You're going to question your vision. You're going to question what you're doing. Uh, You're going to have bad days and there's no one you can really share those bad days with or, or good days that you can't celebrate with. Um, But that's important is that you've got to be the one that goes first because that's what leaders do. Leaders go first. Now you'll reach a time in your leadership where you can only go so far by yourself, right? And there's going to be a need that, I mean, there's going to be deficiencies in your, your leadership, your skills, your talents, abilities, all those things that really need to be, um, uh, supplemented, right? With other great leaders that are going to come beside you and make this dream and vision come true. Because the reality is, is you can only go so far by yourself. You've got to have other people around you that believe in what you're doing and are called to what you're doing and will kind of put everything on the line to what you're doing to achieve that because you can't do that on your own. So you, yeah, you've got to be willing to go alone, but you can't stay alone. It's funny. I'll share this story with you, Evan. Uh, The very first person who joined our team, her name is Julie. Uh, Julie is uh, 55 years old and, uh, has been a veteran in leading a company. She had a uh, an interior design company, and I kind of knew her. She had done some work with us on painting and things like that. And she calls me one day, and I'm literally sitting in Panera. I'll never forget this. And she goes, "I'd love to re- uh, meet with you about real estate." I was like, "Great." She goes, "I think I want to be a part of Engage Real Estate Group." And literally, the words that immediately came out of my mouth was why? <laughs> I was like, 
uh, I have nothing to offer you other than a vision and a dream. She goes, David, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's, let's, let's move forward with this. And I said, Julie, and I'll never forget telling her this. I said, because it's still a joke today. I said, yeah, Julie, we're the pioneers. She goes, yeah, we're the pioneers. I said, but you know that the pioneers and the people that go first get shot first, right? <laughs> and and she, to this day, we laugh about that. But here's what I've been able to see. I've seen Julie uh, really develop. And she talked to me the other day, just like, David, um, I'm not the person that I used to be. And I'm grown so much being a part of this. So yeah, you've got to start getting the right people on the bus and not only just on the bus in the right seat on the bus. Right. So that's something that we've been able to develop right now and we're growing and uh, it's been fun because there's a lot of deficiencies that I have that is uh, hindering this vision that I've got to get people around me uh, that can help us get it, help us get there. Man, that's, what what she said is she's not the same person. Yep. That's so fulfilling, isn't it? It is. There's no take money out of the bank, take whatever like that yeah. right there as a leader is just, it's like fuel in a car. That's exactly right. The, the thing that gets me up in the morning, especially when I was at New Spring, but now is to see somebody achieve something that they couldn't achieve just being on their own. And if there's something I can say to them, equip them with, whatever that may be, gets them to a new level. That's what, that's the fuel that, uh, that, that's, that just makes that fire inside of me just burn, man. It really is. That's awesome. So she, she basically hired herself. Yeah. (laughs) So what I want to know is like, when you started looking to build your team, were you looking for people just like David Nassim? Uh, God, no, <laughs> we would be closed down today. Um, it's funny when, you know, what, what I, you know, when I are, I'm looking at people and I'll just share my experience at new spring. Cause there's some great people that were there almost on a weekly basis. When I would have our meetings, I'd literally look around the room and say, why am I the leader in this room? Because I looked at the caliber of people that I got to lead and the gifting and all that was there. And I would scratch my head and just say, man, so anybody in this room could be leading this other than me. And then I began to realize something that draws people in together is if you have strong vision, strong gifting, strong talent is going to come around you, right? And as long as you as a leader aren't looking for yourself, but for someone else, that takes your organization a lot further uh, than you could ever take it on your own. But uh, it's the most fulfilling to see that. Cause I mean, it, Evan, I even saw this in you at new spring, but actually you here at uh, silver salon is like, man, I've always seen that it factor in you and good leaders. I believe uh, have their hands open, realize that it's not about them. It's about the vision and if you really want to pursue a vision, you've got to get people that are better than you and, and, and compliment your gifts to kind of get you there sooner and faster. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And I think it was John Maxwell who says like on a scale to one to 10, if you're a seven leader, um, you're going to attract, you know, yep. the, the five and six The law of the lid. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yep. And yep. so, um, just, developing yourself like I'm and you are as well, just constantly developing ourselves and our mindset. So, um, your vision for engage, you have a vision. What's your vision for engage? Yeah, so we exist to engage people towards a significant future. 
All right. Um, let me explain what that means a little bit. Uh, the, the easy way to do this is the opposite of engage is what disengage, right? We have an op- opportunity as leader to stand on the sidelines or get in the game with people's lives. Right. And the thing that is the fuel to our vision, is, I mean, the importance of our vision is the people we en- we engage people. So we have three people that we engage. Uh, that's what, that's part of our vision, our crew. That's our team. The end of the day, if we fail there, the vision fails, right? So we understand as a company that if we engage our people, right, they're going to take care of our second C, which is our clients, right? Yeah. Our clients are going to benefit uh, from a well-equipped team that we've, that we've, uh, that we've poured into, right? Guess what? If our clients uh, are taken care of the third part of our vision is community, and we can go into that now or later, whatever you like. But one what, one of the things that we do as a company is uh, from every uh, closing that we have, every dollar that comes through our company, a portion of that goes back into the community, and that's what our vision is: three parts, three C's: crew, client, community. We engage them uh, to this significant future. Because here's what I believe about everybody: is you've got one. You've got a significant future, a plan, a dream in your mind that what if in the back of your mind, uh, I'm just going to say go for it and pursue it because if you don't, you're going to regret it. And uh, that's what we want people to do. Yeah. Well, I, I want to stop and talk about this because I don't know, you just kind of breezed right past it. Okay. <laughs> um, if you're building a brand, a lot of people say your guest is your first priority. Right. And I just read a book by Lee Cockrell where he says, your staff is your first priority. Yep. If you take care of your staff, they will take care of your guests. And I love like your crew comes number one. Yep. You take care of your crew, they're going to take care of the client. So that was kind of um, eye-opening to me because I feel like a, a lot of times I'm like, we got to take care of the guests, the guests, the guests. Well, I'm, our first priority is our staff. Yep. And, um, I just, you just kind of breeze past that. I want to stop. So (laughs) it's a big deal. It really is. So your vision, do you feel like your vision attracts people to come work for you? Here's what I think is attractive about our vision is, and let me just say this and I'll kind of come back to it. Just because your vision is written on the wall doesn't necessarily mean it's happening. Yes. Right. Because I think if any company, if you were to ask the CEO, the owner of the company, do you care for, about the people that work with you? None of them are going to say, no, we don't care about all them at all. We care about the bottom line is what we care about. No one's going to say that. But the reality is, is that's the truth a lot of times. And I think when uh, our crew members or if it's your employees or whatever, really know that you really care more about them than, uh, and what, who they're becoming than what they're doing, they are bought in for life, in my opinion. And it can't just be something that's written on the wall and then you go to a sales meeting and none of that is true, right? Um, if you really care about, man, their son graduated from high school today or, man, their their husband is really sick right now uh, and if you really care about them and you can't manufacture that. You can try and you can say it, but at the end of the day, they're going to see right through that. You got to really care. And good leaders care about the people that they lead. Yeah. And one thing that I remember you saying, um, you'd come into the office and you'd be like, hey, if you care for people, your calendar should reflect it. Good. You should have lunch. You should be having meetings, meeting with people, especially when you're in full-time ministry. Yeah. 
That's what it's all about. Um, so I love that. You well, know. I'm going to boast on you if I can, Evan, and you didn't pay me to do this. I'm just going to say this. I think the thing for you that has, you know, translated into this new, in, into silver salon is your, even after you left and I've talked to people that you led, they still stay in touch with you. You're not even leading them anymore. You know why? Because you really care for them. I can think of multiple volunteers that you led that still stay involved with you because you loved them and you cared for them, right? Even when you weren't leading them anymore. And that's the thing that sticks. And that honestly, man, I'm 50. I'll be 51 years old this year. Uh, so I just kind of say what I want to say now. I don't really care. And oh, is, just, that, is that the age it starts where you start just saying I, whatever? Apparently, I just, you know, your 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 uh, your idea of not caring anymore what you say, maybe it is. If it's going to get worse, man, I'm just going to really say, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really bad, is um, it's not about you. It's about the people that are around you. And life is more important than your bottom line. Now, the bottom line is extremely important. But the bottom line is going to be a, a a byproduct of leading people and loving people well, right? And uh, you need to be caring about and, – and the way that you leave a legacy is not by investing in yourself. It's by investing in other people. That's the only way. And you talk about time. Time is your most valuable asset that you have because you only have a limited amount of it. Mm-hmm. So when you give it away, it's more important than anything else. So when you give people their your time – that is really showing value in that person. Yeah. I wasn't going to share this, but you brought it up and I I kind of forgot about it, but the people that are still standing in touch with me, that was a volunteer when I was leading at new spring, we had a volunteer. His name's John lives up in North Carolina, Asheville, right up South of Asheville. And he could never make it down for lunch. So I was like, I'll just drive up there. And I drove up there and he's been a part of New Spring for years and years and years. And we sat down at lunch. And he looked at me. He said, you're the first person mm-hmm. to ever drive up here from New Spring and have lunch. And I would, you know, there's a part of me that was like, oh, way to go, Evan. There's a part of me that was like, I- I'm sorry, you know? Yeah. And ever, I felt like that was a, a switch. And ever since then, we've had this connection yep. and a lot of that connection was 12 bones, the barbecue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but you know, I didn't think anything about it, yep. but to him, it meant the world to him. So Evan, let me show you how this works, man. Cause this is a, gr- a great time to say this. It took you all day to do that. Probably. I mean, your whole day now from the outside looking in is like, man, you just waste an entire day to meet with one person. Really? Yeah. How many people did that guy lead? Right. Yeah. When he bought into you and your vision or whatever, that multiplied your leadership over all the people that he led. Now, you can go high high five 20 people in a day, maybe, but if you intentionally pour into one great leader, uh, you're going to multiply the vision and yourself. So that that, that works. You know, I yeah. remember when you told me that you were going to do that or that you did that. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. You need to do that. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, you know, when we're like, hey, we're launching this, who wants to be a part of it? Yeah. He was always in. like, yes, I'm in. They're going to so, buy into the leader before they buy into the vision. They yep. got that's John Maxwell too. I rip off a lot from him. I think he's wrote like ninety two books. Yeah, like, he he knows a little bit about leadership. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, let's go back to real estate. Yep. Why another real estate company? Yeah. So I've been asked that question obviously because there's literally a real estate uh, office on every corner. I think the last time I heard there's forty eight hundred realtors in greenville that's a lot right so yeah september 1st 2017 i could have transitioned my license to another company and probably been a lot easier i could have had a nice office and 
Yada, yada, yada. I, I do want to say this, though. The reason why I started this company is not because every other company sucks, okay? There's some great companies out there. I mean, I've had a privilege for two and a half years to deal with some amazing companies who do it a lot better than we do right now that treat their clients well and everything else. But the reason why that I would start another company is not just to have another company. We're trying to change a culture. And the reality is real estate, I think, you know, I think we're right a little bit above used car salesmen, honestly, is where we are. And how we, our professionalism and how we do things. We're changing culture. Um, we celebrate that at our meetings. When I hear about a difficult transaction and um, one of our agents just uh, served people well and listened and, and loved on them and communicated well, even when someone you know said bad things about it, they, they actually um, looked different than what people thought. Matter of fact, there was one specific uh, story I'll tell you that's just kind of like, here's the why we do what we do. There was a guy who was in his uh, early 60s that was uh, working with one of our uh, our crew members, and he was, I'm going to be honest with you, he was a jerk through the whole thing. 45 days, contract to close, a jerk. And our agent would call us and say, hey, call me. And so I say, hey, just do it this way. Handle it this way. We're changing culture. There's just, you're making an impact, even though it doesn't feel like you're making an impact on the guy. So this deal closes. It had been terrible for 45 days. The guy sends uh, that agent a card with a gift card in it and calls her and apologizes. Wow. He had never, I'm sure, done that in his whole life. She tells me the story. The next team meeting, I was like, that's why we do what we do. We engage people towards a significant future. You made a difference, and you look different than most everybody else does. That's why we do what we do. That's why we're a new company. Also, another thing is um, uh, we're building legacy here, and uh, I want the crew members to think about how many people each one of those crew members touch, family, friends, you know, whatever that may be, you know, church, whatever. Man, if, if, if we can just change that one person's life, think about how many different lives are going to be changed through that, right? Uh, I'm going to be dead and gone. Who knows when, man? I don't know. 51 now. Who, who, the only way that this company can outlive me is if we're about legacy and about other people. That's why we do what we do, man. Yeah, and I think I don't think a lot of people think that far. So, th- so think about, Matt, all the blood, sweat, and tears and everything you do to start a company that one day you're just going to eventually just let it close. Why would you do that? You put way too much into that for it to die with you, right? Right, yeah. Why not let that continue beyond you, right? So, Building a team, what are you looking for when you're building your team? Yep. Number one, I never need to be intimidated by people that are better leaders than me. Ooh. And who, yeah, that's an easy <laughs> thing to say, but that's the reality yeah. is, uh, you know, I think of some of the people that I've, I've led before many that, you know, Evan, cause we, we, we work together, man, they were going to probably go further than I ever went because I mean, it, it's just one of those things is like, it's going to come to who's this really about? If it's about you, you're the lid to your, to your organization. That's it. If your vision is bigger than you, which I hope that it is, otherwise you're probably wasting your time. If your vision is bigger than you, you better get 
five stars on your team, right? And you cannot be intimidated by them. And I, I, I've been in, I've been there before. Trust me, I know. I know what it feels like. And even sometimes that whole jealousy and envy, all that kind of builds up. But that's why the vision is so important. Is you've it's got to uh, trump your emotions and fears and all those things that come into play because I've seen it happen before because you'll start leading those people out of fear because they may be better than you and it's just a it's just mess it's a terrible culture so you've got to get someone and you cannot be intimidated by someone that's a better leader than you and you better get some people on your team that complements your gifts as well too because they all have a purpose and they all have a reason for why they are there and it's going to function as a well-tuned machine when you have all the parts that are needed to make it move forward super important man good grief go ahead if you're listening to this on the podcast just rewind that and listen to it again that was <laughs> that was so good good because i don't know if i can remember that again so. <laughs> um so you're a very uh detailed spreadsheet kind of you guy. got it man nailed it <laughs> nailed it <laughs> so I know when you worked at New Spring, I mean, your assistant was the complete opposite of you. Yeah. You know, we're kind of like, we're the relational high five, like we can do this vision, but yep. sometimes we can not follow through. We can kind of like jump from here to there and it, it can stress people out. So having somebody like uh, an assistant like Megan, yep. she would keep kind of you like, no, this is the plan. This is what we need to tell the team. So I think it's great with having a, a team because it complements your, your strengths and your weaknesses and the people that are valuable in our company are the same way. They're completely different from me. Yeah. Um, we do personality tests. We've talked about that on the podcast. Do you do any personality tests? We've started to do some of those as well because it's important in leading, um, leading. Let me, let me say this too. I don't want to, I don't want to forget to say this. Um, leaders, I want you to look at your vision and how big your vision is. The next thing you need to do is look at the people around you. Are those people going to be the ones that be able to get you to the vision that you're wanting to go to? Um, If not, if you've got a big vision and the people that you are leading do not complement that, you've got some decisions to make potentially there. Wow. That, I mean, I think in the back of our minds, we all know that. But once you bring that out to the surface, it's like, Think, think about it, Evan. That's true. It's like, oh, that's just so, I mean, it, I mean, that's just, that doesn't seem right. But at the end of the day, listen, the vision is bigger than anyone in the room. Honestly, if that person's in a place where they don't fit, you are doing them a disservice as well as your organization a disservice with them being there, right? I'm not telling you to go in a clean house, okay? Uh, but what I am saying is as you, especially when you're bringing people on, be very slow to bring the right people on that meet your vision instead of, uh, because it's a lot harder to get someone to exit as it is to bring them on, right? Take your time on, on bringing the right people on the team. I mean, I look at our new spring team. I mean, there's, uh, business owners that I talked in to taking a massive pay cut to be a part of the vision. I mean, you talked about Megan, Megan, uh, handled a, a huge company's books, you know, and I thought that she could probably handle, you know, my lack of um, ability to administrate and everything else and, and, and handle details. Bring in the five stars, man. Don't, don't be afraid to do that big ask to someone to make it not just about like, hey, I, I want you to be a part of this journey with me. 
and be of good, strong vision caster. But here's the deal is the vision has got to be embedded into your heart or the great people will see right through it and know that you're just make you're just making a conversation and they're not going to buy in. Man, that's really good. I, I was taking notes as you were talking about that. I'll tell you a mistake too, that's made Evan a lot of times is, and we were just talking about this before we went on air here is, uh, I, I'm, I'm dying right now. I'm doing a lot of things that I'm not good at right now. So here's the mistake that I would make is that urgency and that need to bring someone on is going to make me bring the wrong person on potentially. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, whew, okay, I got it now. Six months from now, I'm going to be regretting that decision. And then I'm going to be literally uh, sidetrack the vision, go through that whole process. So what I'm trying to discipline myself to do, and like you said, you're going to make some bad hires. It's just part of it. You love them well. You look for their interests over your own. You, you protect the vision. And there's just going to be times that people need to go, right? But that urgency that you're feeling and as your organization is growing, which I hope everyone is that's listening to this, there's going to be that urgency to bring someone on. You just got to make sure um, that, and you're going to take a risk on people. That's part of it. I mean, I love doing that. I love taking risks on people. I'm actually not a great hirer because my my tendency is I feel I think I can make everyone a superstar, and I can't. You know, I feel yeah. like yeah, I feel like I can do that. So just being being, don't let that urgency make you hire the wrong person because you got a bigger problem six months from now. That's the case. Yeah, man, I've taken so many notes during this time. We we're out of time. Uh, I would love to sit here and talk for another few hours, um, but we're definitely going to have you back on. Okay, love and to, man. Thank you so much for um, just coming and just. I feel like you just came in as like a coach, right. and I think a lot of people are taking notes. Evan, man, let me just say this before we close: is I have been loving watching Silver Salon. Your leadership, you and Aaron's leadership, has been so fun to watch. And how you're kind of changing an industry, in my opinion. And I see this multiplying all over the country. So I'm excited to watch. Well, thanks. Well, I'm going to encourage you um, because I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for you. Hey, I'm dude. Not, I'm not getting emotional. I'm not well, you're going to make me emotional. You better <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so, all right. Well, David, thanks so much for being on. All right, and man. We'll have you on again. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening. 